The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS NFL Podcast. I'm Katie Mox here with Will Brinson, John Breach, and Ryan Wilson. Today is our journey to the draft coverage. Make sure you stay tuned all week for all of your off-season news that you might need. Remember to like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube page. If you're listening to the audio version only, do the same. Download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. All right, fellas. So the Pick 6 podcast has gone viral. Yesterday was our uh, Brady Quinn football show, and we talked about C.J. Stroud. He was the number one overall favorite on the odds boards. He's dropped since then. We asked Brady why he thought that happened, um, and it's just picked up like wildfire. Now, I will say the full context of what he said is a lot different than what's being clipped. We have people like Ryan Clark and RG3 and Jalen Ramsey all weighing in on it. So first, let's look at the clip that he actually said, and then we'll dissect it. And then there's some other stuff about interviews and, and maybe, you know, for example, the Manning Passing Academy, uh, I've been told that, you know, he committed to it the night before, just kind of ghosted him, didn't show up. That's football royalty. And when you do that, that's going to kind of set off some alarms from people of like, hey, man, that's not how you conduct yourself, especially around the Manning family or just in general, if you're going to be a franchise quarterback. So, uh, look, I still view him as the second quarterback uh, that should be taken in this draft class. He's the most accurate quarterback in this draft class. He showcased the athleticism and ability. Uh, anytime I've been around the kid, he's been an upstanding young man who's grown and matured into the leader that I think um, NFL teams are looking for. So, you know, some of that stuff. And, and as far as the system he plays and all the talent he plays around, he can't help that. He just can deliver the ball like he has and put up the numbers that he did. So I think he'll be the number two quarterback taken. But there is some talk right now, and maybe it's smoke screens. Who knows that maybe some of the other teams are saying, well, wait a second, if Richardson has a higher ceiling, maybe he makes more sense for us to take if we can't have a guy like Bryce Young that we feel more confident about in his processing and decision-making. Uh, wait, Bill, Bill, right, keep playing it because I'm waiting for the controversial part. Yeah, I mean, this is... Yeah. Yeah. 
I think the most no, so controversial me, thing that Katie, happened Katie, was. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't well, want to interrupt. Brinson was wearing the same outfit. I gotta yeah. say, no, 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 it's a different, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different, and he polo. switched his hat three times to not look like that clip. That is the most, I know. I was like, oh my god, it looks like I'm wearing the same polo, and it's not, so I changed yeah. my hat. I know that's the controversy. You're wearing the same outfit 24 hours later, so we need to know what you've been up to. But Katie, sorry to interrupt you, but what I wanted to not say a whole was, lot. <laughs> I hadn't seen anything other than the actual clip that was on the internet, and I actually didn't even watch the video, I just read the quotes. So Breach, you're one who historically likes to sensationalize things. That's your forte in terms of writing headlines and stuff and making things people click on things. Do you find any of this now having heard the whole thing? Any of it controversial? Well, I mean, clearly Brady got dove climbing, which, you know, mm. many people have. We've seen it happen uh, where you pull out a controversy where maybe there wasn't a controversy, but now there is because People on Twitter love sound bites. They see a 15-second sound bite that doesn't tell the whole story. I mean, clearly, Brady said he's the most accurate passer in the draft. He's the second-best quarterback in the draft. He should be the second quarterback taken. Those are all compliments. And you guys were talking about uh, things on wh maybe why his stock dropped because we've seen the odds. His odds have gone down. What's the reason for that? You're throwing out theories. That was the theory Brady had because of something he heard. Uh, yeah, but otherwise he was completely complimentary of C.J. Stroud. So it, it's 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 a weird situation. I, I I think that you know a lot of the heat he's taken on Twitter is from people who have not listened to the entire uh, bite that was just played. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, wow, that, the Twitter backlash is strong. I, I can feel it from here. The heat. I can't even log on Twitter right now. I don't have going to lose my blue check mark. Brady's getting bashed. It's a sad day. <laughs> it, it just didn't need to be. The clip didn't, wasn't, I, I'm, I'm with you, Wilson. This is a non, it's an, it's a nothing burger and it's being mm -hmm. blown up. It's interesting to note that Jalen Ramsey was the first guy to blow it up. One uh, fake story. Well, that's wrong. There's a, there's a, there is an article um, in the Columbus dispatch entitled Buckeye star quarterback, CJ Stroud to work Manning pass Academy in 2022. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud beat the Manning Passing Academy later this week. So he was going to go. That's not a fake – it's not a fake story. Now, if he's like, oh, he should have been working with his teammates, like, okay, do whatever you want. You can say that if you want. Like, you should be working with your teammates. You can't criticize someone for working with their teammates. You can't criticize somebody for committing to do something and to be a counselor at a camp, the largest edition of it ever, with tons of impressionable young quarterbacks coming up through the ranks who – many of whom probably are big C.J. Stroud fans who would love to meet C.J. Stroud and learn stuff from C.J. Stroud. And if you bail on that, you're bailing on a commitment. And that is a red flag. I don't see how that could not be a red flag if that is indeed what happened. Two, I would note that in Jalen Ramsey's, with Jalen Ramsey, he shares an agent with C.J. Stroud. Interesting to note. Uh, the same agent, by the way, has been on Ryan Clark's podcast in the past. And Ryan Clark also hyped up his interview with CJ Stroud before the season. So uh, like a little bit of connections here that I think are kind of interesting. And then three, Jalen Ramsey added God bless though, at the end of his tweet, which the dude is from Nashville. The God bless doesn't mean, Oh, God bless you. What it means is F you. That's what it means in the South. And, and let me just chime on a Brinson's point, because we have on one side, Ryan Clark saying that CJ Stroud never committed to attending the camp. Brady obviously saying that there was some sort of commitment there and that he ghosted them and didn't show up. And the black and white facts, the two parts that, that can't be disputed on this are that uh, we know that, as Princeton just mentioned, CJ Stroud was on the initial list of counselors for the camp that was released three days before the camp. So 
somehow his name ended up on that list, whether it was by accident or because the Mannings were under the impression. He accidentally that he was, ended up. He accidentally well, ended up with well, the, Manning, finished, the Manning passing academy. A miscommunication. Sure. If there right. was a miscommunication, or it was because he had made a commitment and ended up on the list. And then we also know that he wasn't at the camp. So somehow he went from being on this list three days before the camp to not being at the camp. What happened those three days in between and why he didn't show up. That is the gray area here. Uh, And I think you would have to talk to CJ Stroud or the Mannings to get that full story. And and the other thing I would note too, the irony here of RG three, Jalen Ramsey and Ryan Clark, all accusing Brady of like not vetting, like like creating fake news, not listening to it. You didn't listen to the podcast either. You just took the clip you saw on Twitter and made generalizations about what Brady said about CJ Stroud and assigned this entire narrative about what Brady Quinn allegedly thinks about CJ Stroud based on a short out of context clip. So, and then accuse him of not providing enough context involving it. The, uh, the hypocritical irony is thick, as a, a, a pimento cheese sandwich. God bless them. <laughs> God bless also them. Yeah, the, missing uh, with all of the personal attacks on Brady Quinn and his character as if he would purposely say bad things about a draftee ahead of the draft. Let's just go ahead and move this conversation forward a bit because we've got Breach, we've got Wilson here. Let's look at CJ Stroud as a draft prospect. Why is he falling? Is it obviously the Panthers? Maybe he's not a good fit there. Is it the Texans just want an edge rusher? Wilson, what do you think? Yeah, and Brady talked about it in the clip. It's not necessarily clear that he's he's falling. He's still QB2 for Brady. He's QB2 for me. I know he's QB2 for Rick Spielman. And the only reason that he's QB2 is because Bryce Young is, is a special talent. And Bryce Young, if he were 6'1", I've said this before, would be in the same conversation as Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow coming out in terms of being a slam dunk franchise quarterback. And I, I think exactly what Brady talked about with CJ on the field. He is the most accurate passer in this class. He proved that he can win with his legs in Georgia. And the only reason he quote unquote might be falling is because I've heard that the Texans love Bryce from day one, that they actually were thinking about trying to trade up. There's a trade off on the table apparently before uh, the bears pulled off the deal with the Panthers and they were going to go get Bryce. So they love Bryce. They're not quite as high on CJ and they, uh, you know, I've heard that they could potentially, if they can't trade out of that pick, they might even think about Will Anderson there. That seems crazy to me. You need a, a quarterback if you're the Texans. You have two first-round picks. Uh, and let's say they trade down because Bryce isn't there. A natural trade partner might be the Colts, even though they're in the same division. And the Colts, I've heard, are one of the few teams that would take Will Levis early in round one. And maybe they trade up for Will Levis if they think he's the guy. I would just trade up and take C.J. Stroud. So I'm not convinced that C.J. Stroud's quote-unquote slipping. And if he get outside of the top five, it would be something that has absolutely nothing to do with football uh, or the Manning Academy, or it would be something major. And I don't think he gets outside the top five. I would be shocked if he gets outside the top three, if the Texans, for whatever reason, don't want him and end up trading down or taking Will Anderson. The Cardinals will certainly allow a team to trade up at three with them and, and take him there. So nothing's changed. We talked to him at the Super Bowl. We talked to him at the Combine. He is a solid dude. And I've said this before. You watch him play on Saturdays, and you're like, okay, he's throwing to Marvin Harrison the second, and Jack Smith and Jimmy Garrett Wilson, of course, the lobby and those guys. So, yeah, anybody could do that, and it's not really – he doesn't necessarily stick out to you in his playmaking abilities. And then he ran to the Georgia game, used his legs, and then you talk to him, and then you talk to his teammates, and you get the sense that, okay, this guy is legit. He's a leader. His teammates buy into what he's selling. He supports his teammates. Uh, he goes out of his way to talk up his teammates. So – 
whether he went to the Ma- Manny passing category or not, and my team with the top five pick, I don't care. Like I give zero Fs what he did or did not do for Peyton and Eli Manning. Uh, I care what he can do um, for a football team. And Victor Garcia says in the chat, Stroud is the best quarterback in this class, and there's some NFL teams that feel that way. And um, for a while, I'd heard that the Panthers were in on him until uh, the Bryce Young stuff started getting some steam. So we'll find out together, but I don't, I don't think he's following Breach. Yeah, and that's the thing here is that what does slipping even mean that he's not the number one overall pick anymore and he might be the number three overall pick now? I mean, that is just not slipping. That's just that's what happens with quarterbacks. We we're having the same conversation last year when the 49ers traded up the number three and there were conversations that they might take Mac Jones and they ended up with Trey Lance. It's just that or two years ago, it's just that you see this all the time with the draft it is smokescreen season guys are just throwing things at the wall something sick some things don't they're trying to confuse things they want to throw teams off their set they want to make sure the other teams have no idea what they're going to do and the one team that benefits from all this drama is the houston texans because maybe the houston texans have a little bit of interest in cj stroud even though it seems that all reports are saying that they love bryce young and that they're might take a defensive player if Bryce Young goes off the board at number one, which is looking likely. But we don't know because maybe the Panthers will flip everything upside down and take Stroud number one, even though that probably won't happen. That's the draft in a nutshell. It's just all these crazy little things. It's like Charlie Day in that one clip with all the strings and the paper and trying to connect everything together. And so, look, I mean, you look at the odds right now, and, and C.J. Stroud is right there uh, almost at the top of the board as far as being the number two overall pick. He's got tied for the best odds to be the third overall pick. As Ryan said, it would be an absolute shock if he falls out of the top five. I'll be shocked um, if he falls out of the top three. I, I'm going to push back entirely against this idea, and I'm not I'm not saying that you guys won't be right. You could be. I think it's entirely possible that C.J. Stroud falls out not just the top five, but even the top ten. That like, is I don't not think possible. That, that is not happening. For instance, I will bet money with you on this podcast right uh, give now. Me, what, what it's not out of the top ten. You have to give me odds on it, though. I, I will give you four to one odds. All right. I'll bet you 10 bucks on four to one odds. All right. That you will not drop out of the top 10. If you drop out of the top 10, he... I will Venmo you $40 as soon as the 10th pick is made if he is not in the top okay. 10. I, and look, uh, here's well, – I don't – I don't. first of all, I don't see why it's just not possible. That's That seems a little – Why is um, it possible? Let's start there. Well, I mean, yeah. what pick did Justin Fields go? He went 11 or 10 or 11. He was supposed to be the second-best prospect – no, that's not true. To, according to who? A lot of people. He was the number two quarterback. In that he draft went after Trey Lance and, and Trevor Lawrence. Is that the same draft? Is it Trey? He went no, after he, Zach Wilson. I mean, the, like he was the number, he was the number two quarterback Justin prospect. For, he was my number two quarterback prospect. So according to me, and okay. he went 11th. Like, well, well, we know that we know because we knew that. Hey, he, hey, hey! You had Mac Jones as your number one pal. No, no, I am. I'm saying that the not you, knew, Wilson. At best, Justin Fields was going to be the third quarterback because when the 49ers traded up, we knew Trevor Lawrence was going number one overall, and the 49ers were going to take either Mac right. Jones or Trey Lance. The, the Zach Wilson thing threw everyone off. But Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes went Patrick Mahomes went 10th overall. But um, you're 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 confusing. Like, here's the thing: CJ's better than Justin coming out as a passer. He's not a better runner. Patrick Mahomes went 10th overall. Patrick Mahomes, the there were a ton of questions. But about also, Patrick was Mahomes the second out. quarterback taken? I look, I'm just saying, let's let's look at the at, at the draft. And okay. let's, let's say Houston does not go a quarterback at two, which I think is possible. And in fact, I think is almost likely. And I don't care if we disagree with that. I'm just saying that I believe that it is extremely, and the betting market stuff is great, but um, mm-hmm. you know, looking at it from a, uh, looking at it from a, um, uh, you know, is this what's going to happen? Perspective. They're not betting markets in the NFL draft are not predictive. They are reactive to news and to rumors and to things that happen. So be a little careful and cautious when citing them. I think. Um, 
if if Arizona can't find a trade partner out of three, which again is possible, uh, you get to four, and then do the Colts like CJ Stroud? Maybe they like Will Levis better. Okay, now I but, think CJ Stroud gives him a higher floor for twenty twenty three if that's the case. But I do, you know, there's a lot of Colts uh, Will Levis buzz, and then I don't. I know that people keep assigning Seattle and Detroit as as teams that are likely to take a quarterback. I don't think they're going to do that. I think both of those teams believe that they have. Uh, in an NFC that's very watered down, that they have a current quarterback in either whether it's uh, Gino Eugene Cyril Smith the third or Jared Robertson Goff the fifth. I'm just making that part up, respectively. <laughs> that they can win with this season. Um, Vegas, like CJ Stroud, could be a fit there, but I don't think he's they, not they going have... to Vegas. What's that? They're not taking a quarterback. Okay, well there you go. Even better. Uh, Atlanta, I think. Well, Certainly let me back up. They're not taking Will Levis. They could take C.J. Stroud if he were there. If Josh yeah. McDaniels, Will Levis is it? Will Levis and Will Levis and Anthony Richardson don't make any sense for for Josh Richard. I mean, for Josh McDaniels, the closest he came was like a Tim Tebow. And then you know you got Chicago at nine, who has Fields. They traded out of the one spot. If they wanted a quarterback, they would have stood, stood pat. And then Philly at ten, who's not taking a quarterback now. Howie Roseman could trade if somebody starts dropping, but I think it's entirely possible that C.J. Stroud could fall to eleven to the to the Titans. Well, anything's possible, but put a percentage on the chances that he falls out because it's going to be less. Than five percent. Well, I took a four to one bet, so I'll say twenty. <laughs> I'll say twenty five percent. Yeah, that's that's. Too I much. mean, after that logic, though, I'm I'm five percent more worried about losing my money than I was before. It's not a bad argument, but I just think that you have too many QB needy teams. I, I, I think people are looking at these teams and saying they don't have a good quarterback situation and are they're, they're evaluating it from the outside. For instance, Washington at sixteen, everybody's like, "Yeah, I don't draft a quarterback." They like Sam Howell. The, the Lions really like Jared Goff. They like what he's doing. The Seahawks like Geno Smith. They just signed him to a brand new contract. I'm not saying they believe that these guys are the permanent solutions, but again, in a very watered down NFC, it would not be. I think the only two teams in the top 10 that are guaranteed to take a quarterback are the Panthers and the Colts because Indiana, but, and it's strictly because of ownership matters. And no, Houston's taking Bryce Young if he's there 100%. Right. But, 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 but if the Panthers take him, then they're not taking. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But they're not guaranteed to take a quarterback because we believe Bryce Young will go first overall. Now, here's this, a, go ahead, Bree. Real quick, with the, when you look at the Seahawks, the Lions, and even you get back to the Raiders, their draft board changes. If you have C.J. Stroud as number one quarterback on your draft board, and now he falls into your lap, and maybe you weren't planning on taking a quarterback because you didn't expect him to be available, but he's there now, that could change everything you do. And you say, yeah, we love Jared Goff, but he's not going to be here much longer. Let's take C.J. Stroud. Or same thing with Geno Smith. He didn't sign a seven-year contract. He's the middle term answer they probably can get out of that contract after one year so you could conceivably sign or draft cj stroud if you're the seahawks so yeah i, I mean i just think there's too many teams in the top 10 that need a quarterback uh, even though you made a solid case for why they wouldn't draft one what about your team breach the uh your hometown team now i mean the the titans are at 11 they are we allowed that, to well, show up that's, in this that's, universe? that's the laughing stock here is that's where brinson's gonna beat me i, I don't think I, I I do think they're going to take a quarterback. I do think they need one. And I think if Stroud fell to like eighth, right. that they'd say, you know what? Let's just make sure we get him. Let's trade up. Let's not risk this. Here, here's here's the other thing too that I think people are sort of sleeping on a little bit is that um, you have in this draft a really really limited number of uh, players who are so like I did the I, I went and did looked at the breakdown and no I mean apologies Ryan obviously you do you and Traps and everybody do great work on CBSports.com but I looked at the NFL.com grading system just because they have it's been the same since 2014 I just wanted to compare um, and looking at it it's like and I think this is this is actually an interesting topic that might be worth exploring and 
when sort of the fallout for COVID and uh, players getting COVID years and, you know, having more exposure, being able to get into the draft because they play more football. But like you look at uh, the 6.7 grade or higher, 6.7 is year one starter, as in somebody who will come in and start right away. And anybody above that is somebody that, you know, like is like probably a first round uh, or, you know, maybe like a first, second round draft prospect, right? It was like 31, 40, 33, 28, 15, 11, 8, 8 the last two years, guys who were 6.7 or higher. And I just think there's something to do with the way that things happen with COVID when guys could bail early and then guys got an extra year for whatever reason that has created more watered down draft classes the last two years. And um, as a result, I think it's possible that teams will be less inclined to trade out of a top 10 spot because if you move down to 11, if you move down to 13, or you know, if you move down, Yes, you're getting assets, but you were also putting yourself out of the range of one of those upper tier or upper echelon prospects. Well, the only thing I, I mean, I, I I love Lance Airline, but the only thing that he's one guy with the grades. So I yeah, you know, I was and I was only using it as a baseline to try. No, and that's I, fair. And that's yeah. there. There's a conversation we had there, but I I think the other thing is unlike last year's draft class, where the media, myself included, try to talk ourselves in these third round picks going in the first round at quarterback. C.J. Stroud is a is a top five player, so he very there is a possibility in some world that he falls out of the top 10. I think it's at 5% or less. Brinson thinks it's at 25% and, and breach hopes is somewhere in between. So he can win $10, please, please. $10. All right. We're going to put the CJ Stroud conversation to bed and take a quick break before we get out of here. Have you checked out CBS sports Galazzo network? It's the first of its kind free 24 seven channel dedicated exclusively to global soccer coverage. It's now streaming on the CBS sports app, Pluto TV and Paramount plus get your morning started off on the right foot with morning footy, our weekday soccer culture driven morning show between 7am, excuse me, beginning at 7am. Plus don't miss the rest of our top notch programming, including live matches and re-airs, original studio shows, highlights, documentaries, and much more. CBS Sports Golazo Network is the ultimate year-round streaming destination for fans of the beautiful game. You're watching the Pick 6 Podcast, and we'll be right back. Get breaking news. Big news coming out of the NFL today. Highlights and instant reactions. The largest final round comeback in four championship history. We're down to the final four. I just want to take time to analyze greatness. Talk winners and losers with a guy who's already a big winner. CBS Sports HQ. It's all sports all day long. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back on the Pick 6 Podcast, I'm Katie Mox here with the fellas. If you're not following us on social, make sure you do that at Pick 6 Pod across all social media platforms. Moving on with our coverage today, guys. Interesting story that came out. Tua admitted that he considered retirement after a difficult 2022 season. It's not that hard to believe, considering he had two back-to-back cushions. Health has to be a huge concern here. But, Brinson, what do you think about him considering retirement this early on? Well, the two things that stood out to me, one, he said that, you know, he really wants his son to be able to remember watching him play football. And, I mean, like, I, 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 I'm I, not – I've got an – you know, I don't know how old his son is. I didn't probably – I think like five maybe or something like that. Like, I mean, yeah, I got a nine-year-old, um, and I, I think that it – what, what what makes me a little sad, like hurts my heart a little bit, is the idea that like he's like, I want my son to remember me playing football. It's like, I mean, don't you think like, wouldn't you rather you remember everything about like you know like that's like the concern with me. It's that like it's like, like 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 if something bad happens to you out there, like you might not remember. And we've just seen the toll that concussions can take on players. I know that the player safety is 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 enhanced tremendously from when it was even like 10, 11, 12 years ago. God, remember the freaking James Harrison hit on, on Colt McCoy like it was yesterday with Brandy Mer- Merriweather on Todd Heap. I mean, some of these hits that were going around back in, you know, when we started this working at CBS guys were crazy. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's just, it, it, that, that part's, it's just tough to hear that part. Um, and I think too, like, you know, if it's a business, probably didn't do yourself, do yourself any favors with the Dolphins in a contract when you said that you were thinking about retiring after this season and, you know, you're asking the team to potentially this this offseason or maybe next, they picked up his fifth year option, of course, uh, to commit to a long term deal. And you said you considered retirement. It's hard to imagine how you can even get to a contract, like work out a contract with Tua, knowing that, you know, if he gets two concussions this year, like, will he even play next season? Um, should he even play next season? How do you build up the guarantees, et cetera, et cetera? So I think obviously very juxtapositional. Uh, concerns from my part there, but th- those were sort of the two big things that stood out to me. It, it was definitely fascinating to hear him say that because you would think, uh, look, I understand that. I, I, I And I will say that as the son of an NFL player that and being old enough to remember him playing, uh, that is absolutely memories that you carry with you your entire life. So uh, you know, good for Tua that he wants his son to be a part of that and and play as long as possible so that his son does remember that. But Brinson does make a good point that, you know, Tua is in a dicey spot in his career that you just can't keep taking these concussions. And so, you know, if he was mauling retirement this offseason, what's going to happen if he just has one concussion during this upcoming season? As Brinson mentioned, they picked up the fifth-year option, and that's now fully guaranteed no matter what. So, you know, that's $23 million that the Dolphins are now going to pay to, uh, uh, I think, unless he retires. Um, but it, it just it, it just makes it dicey because, look, this is your mauling retirement one offseason. What's to keep that happening from next offseason if you're dealing with more injury issues? Uh, and, and, you know, it, you throw it even more interesting because on Thursday or, or Wednesday night or whatever, Tom Brady does this interview and got, gets asked if he would consider coming out of retirement playing for the Dolphins. And he didn't say no. He just kind of said, well, I have some friends on the Dolphins and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm retired right now. So it, it just, 
it's a, it's a, definitely a situation worth watching. Yeah, I wonder if it's just a matter of he said it out loud. Where uh, how many players have said this privately to their coach or yeah. their GM or their owner that you know what I got 15 concussions last year. I didn't know if I was going to keep playing. And look, when he was on, too, it was really good. And, and I think that sort of supersedes any concerns about giving a big contract. If he plays up to his potential and plays like um, the Dolphins thought he would play when they draft him ahead of Justin Herbert, who's about to get some Jalen Hurts money, then th- he will also be in that conversation for Jalen Hurts money uh, if he's healthy. But that's, Justin, that's Herbert will get, Justin Herbert will get more than Jalen Hurts money because he's better than Jalen Hurts, but that's good over there. Right. Okay. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Wilson. <laughs> yes. Yes. Deserved. Deserved. Hey, Katie, the can draft, I say hearing. The more things what? change, the more they've stayed the same. Yes. Go on. Yes. Hey, for, Ryan, I, Ryan, sorry, I, Ryan, I just want to say to you real quick. Outfits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well played, Katie. Well played. Yes, Katie Box, Kelly Box. <laughs> the big, by the way, Wilson, I just want to say if you like, this is your first time. Uh, Katie seeing Ryan Wilson this this version of Ryan Wilson this is your first time seeing this version of Ryan Wilson it is this is a man who just finished his annual seven round mock draft and knows that he's a week away from cranking out some winners and losers and giving a big old double like Bud Adams double bird from the from the upper deck to the NFL season and coasting off to vacation land where he'll be I for a month and a half so hoping you were going to say given the old uh, capital of uh Thailand to John Breach on his way out the door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Breach, what's the capital well, of Thailand? I like this version of Wilson. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. We won't talk about it. All right, let's talk about the Dolphins draft. Do you think at this point, with Tua talking about considering retirement, we've talked about on the show multiple times that he, yeah, he can't get hurt again. We're worried about him. Should the Dolphins be looking at a quarterback in this draft? And could they trade up? In uh, late in the first round, if a quarterback comes available, we talked about CJ Stroud potentially going out of the top 10. I know that's just Brinson's take, but what do you think the Dolphins are going to do now? Yeah, Brinson's take, have to take with the grand salt. They only have four picks, which is sort of concerning. The first one doesn't come till 51. I, I, I need to go review your mock drafts and just see how accurate we've been here, <laughs> Mr. NFL Junior Draft Analyst. Yeah, uh, he's, he's he's angry. He's 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 getting passive aggressive. It's been a minute. I feel like it's minute, not. I feel like, I'm being, I feel like I'm being very aggressive and not at all passive. Yeah. Um, but they only have four picks in the first round, uh, in the, in the entire draft. The first one doesn't come until the second round. So if I don't like a quarterback feels not going to happen in the first round, hidden hooker might be an option at 51, mm. but there's conversations that he's going to go in round one. And I'll say this, if he had torn his ACL, there's a real conversation that he's quarterback four. if Will Levis is your quarterback four, so they may have to trade up if they want to get into the hidden hooker conversation. But then the question becomes, he's coming off an ACL. He's 25. If, Tua plays well, and then you get him on a second deal. What are you doing with Hinton Hooker? Are you going to uh, sort of pull uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and look to trade him uh, to another team before the trade deadline? And then that's a whole other ball of wax. So I don't think a quarterback is, is a realistic expectation. For a team that has needs along the defensive line, they need a, a tight end. They could even get some wide receiver running back help. And maybe they go in those directions with the understanding that Tua, um, you know, fingers crossed, is able to, to get back to his form and stay healthy. Well, and they traded for Mike White, so don't forget that. I think their plan yeah. was to not draft a quarterback because we know that Mike White is good enough. I mean, he started a couple games for the Jets last year. Uh, tore up the Bengals a couple years ago. He's good enough to play. He's a solid backup. So I think that move kind of will preclude them from uh, looking at drafting a quarterback. But I will have some breaking news for everyone. Uh, as of 2.15, 
Your blue check marks are gone. You're what? off pods. Get off the podcast. Yes. Look how, look, how, look how angry Brinson is. He's like, oh, my gosh, I got to pay $9 a month to be recognized by people that aren't real on Twitter. And I just no, no, I put Brinson's profile picture in Slack because I knew it would upset him the most. You bastard. Um, I, uh, can, can I say bastard on here? I don't know. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Um, I, uh, I, no, I, would, I think I, I, would not, I would never pay the $8 for the, a month for the blue check mark because it's like it completely. Thank you, Billy. Now, now I'm just like Billy. And now I'm going to unfollow you. Um, the, you know, like you pay $8 a month and it's like, it's like you hover over the blue check mark. It says this person is verified because they paid $8 a month. Like, well, I, I, I don't understand. That didn't, like, I, I can't, I can't fathom paying $9 a month for a Twitter blue check mark. Now, if CBS wants to do the right thing and take its high level journalist <laughs> and talent and put, give us gold check marks and associate us with CBS. I would absolutely take one of those. Will they do the right thing? That remains to be seen. That that's well, I don't my think, official I don't think Elon Musk, I don't think Elon Musk would allow that. I think it's only actual businesses or corporations. Well, Josh Norris of Underdog, Underdog Fantasy has a gold check mark, I saw. Within 24 oh, okay. hours, Brenton will have filed a lawsuit against Twitter to get his blue check mark back. That is I want a gold check mark. I want a gold check mark in these streets with Go the CBS outside, logo. Look at the, look at the trees. Don't worry about Twitter. I actually don't I actually have been tweeting a lot less. I don't really care about it. Well, I unfollowed you, so I wasn't sure, but that's good to hear. <laughs> oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. So wow. let's talk about the Seahawks here then, right, guys? Let's bring this one back. Uh, Anthony Richardson, they seem to be really high on him. Jonathan Jones put out his NFL mock draft. He thinks that the Seahawks will take him with their number five overall. Uh, Breach, what do you think? Uh I don't, I mean, we just kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be Anthony Richardson, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks took a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you're sitting there fifth overall and you're thinking, all right, let's look at the guys on the board. And, and you know, we talked about the possibility of CJ Stroud falling down to number five. I, I don't know who the Seahawks have as the top quarterback on their draft board. But if that guy, whether it's Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, you know, there's no way Bryce Young's flying that far. But if that guy falls into their lap at five, I at least consider taking them. Because as we mentioned, Geno Smith's contract is set up so that he sticks around, mentors a rookie for one year. You know you have Geno in 2023, uh, and then you unleash the rookie in 2024. So I I agree with kind of what Brenton muttered right there, that the Seahawks aren't going to take, if I had to bet on it, I would say the Seahawks are not going to take a quarterback, but it wouldn't totally shock me if they did. The, the, the Seahawks, and look, I understand it's a different, it's a little bit of a different situation because you drafted Russell Wilson. He was a smash hit in the third round. Uh, it was a no brainer to give him a contract extension, no brainer to give him a second contract extension. Uh, and then you traded him. And so we're, we're really looking at just, you know, you're into sort of your say, but like last year they went into the draft saying, and everybody's like, they're going to go into the season with Geno Smith and Drew Locke? That's insanity. They can't do that. They have to draft a quarterback, and they didn't because they believed in Geno Smith. And I just think if you look at the Seahawks draft history, man, and you think about John Snyder and Pete Carroll, like they're not afraid to just completely buck convention and to go in a different direction than anyone expects them to. Like they had, you know, they draft Kenneth Walker. Like I don't think it's outrageous to me that the two guys that Seattle is going to take at five and I know this would be crazy. I think Jalen Carter is the guy they would love to get at five. Uh, they don't care. They're not, they're not a, a program that 
particularly cares about um, the all-field concerns. If anything, the weight gain before the pro day uh, would, would be more concerning than uh, maybe even the arrest, um, you know, assuming assuming everything checks out and is, is clean enough. And then I, I swear, man, like I, I did it as, a, as part of the troll mock, I think, but B. John Robinson, I mean, <laughs> like they got, they lost Rashad Penny. They got Kenneth Walker, but that offense slowed down tremendously when they lost, when Walker got injured. And B. John Robinson is a special running back, a special talent. Like, this is a team that loves to run the ball. I don't think it's crazy at all that they would draft B. John Robinson at five. I mean, they have the 20th overall pick, too. And if you love to run the ball, makes it to 20. If you love to run the ball, you take Anthony Richardson in there because you kill two birds with one stone. Um, And you can't play him this year. You can set up packages where he runs the ball. Of course you can. Um, It's the best landing spot for, for Anthony Richardson is Seattle, more so than even Indianapolis, just because. There's going to be structure and stability in the front office and with the coaching staff that like to run the ball. He doesn't have to play for year one, maybe even year two, if you're willing to be that, be that patient. That said, I've heard that uh, even more than Jalen Carter and Spielman always likes to say that Seattle likes to celebrate uniqueness is how he describes it when yep. they take players that other teams aren't necessarily going to take. Where do you describe I, that, by the way, on the with the first pick podcast? Oh, yeah, on the with the first take podcast, <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. Um, but uh, I've heard that Tyree Wilson, if he's there, they're going to take Tyree. That's what I heard last week. So we'll, we'll see. He's an edge rusher at Texas tech has a foot that um, if that's clear, then he, he could be a top five guy too. But well, um, and I'm curious, Wilson, do you think, because if you're Seattle and you're at five, I think you can look at this draft board and say, we know Carolina's taking a quarterback. I mean, if, if, if Carolina didn't take a quarterback, it would be the worst trade in the history of professional sports to give up all of that, to go to one, to get like, like Will Anderson, it would be hilarious, but it would be the worst trade in the history of professional sports. Um, and then, you know, you have to believe that Indianapolis is likely to take, a quarterback at number four as well. Um, and that's where, of course, my CJ Stroud argument gets blown into smithereens. But I, I sort of wonder, like, do you think that they would take, they're definitely going to go with, see, to me, they're, they're looking at it and saying, all right, two quarterbacks are going to go. That means we're getting Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, or Jalen Carter. And that's just, that's we just sit at five and we're taking one of those three guys. Yeah, no, that's right. And, and Breach actually touched on it twice now. He's talked about, well, we don't know who these teams' draft boards are. And Spielman talked about this on the With the First Big Podcast last week about how, when the draft actually happens, the boards are set. There's no conversation about should we take Jalen Carter or Tyree Wilson because you've already uh, ranked these players within groups. So the top five guys, you may have ranked one to five, and perhaps you reorder what your rankings were, how you had them graded. So if the Seahawks have Tyree Wilson ranked ahead of Jalen Carter and they have Anthony Richardson ranked ahead of both, if those three guys are there, they're taking Anthony Richardson. And that's they had that set in the days leading up to the draft. And Rick even said they would talk to the owner and let the owner know what the plans are, the ownership and everyone was on the same page. And that's how teams seem to work. And that was enlightening for me because you, you have this vision. If you watch stupid draft day movie where you're having all these conversations about who are we going to take here and there um, that's been settled. The only thing you're really doing is answering phone calls about draft trade up or trade downs. So if the Seahawks like Tyree Wilson, number one, and everyone else on the draft and the draft is available. They're taking Tyree Wilson. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that's what I heard. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. But the, the, the last I checked in, they were they were high on Tyree. All right. On that note, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this short message. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We're back on the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox here with Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach here. And today is a journey to the draft show. Make sure you keep it locked with us all week long to stay up to date on NFL offseason news. And remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the YouTube page. All right. We talked about quarterbacks, I feel like, at uh, length here. Let's talk about some of these top five defensive uh, guys that you have in your draft. you got Will Anderson, Miles Murphy, Nolan Smith. Breach, what are you thinking? Who are your top five defensive guys in the draft? Uh, you know, the top five are about all I can handle here because I am not Ryan Wilson. I don't know uh, seven rounds of draft picks. You know what? I was Breach, you did one- do seven rounds of Bengals draft, though. That is true, and I gave you some kicking and punting prospects to throw in your seven-round draft, so I do help out with draft stuff. Uh, But first-round stuff, you know, obviously everyone loves Will Anderson. He has to be in your top five, so he's there. Tyree Wilson is someone who I am really high on, and I I don't want to say he could get drafted before Will Anderson, but, man, that would be – if I'm here making bold predictions, that would be a bold prediction – is that Wilson goes before Anderson. I think I like him more as a pass rusher. Um, so those are probably my top, top two. And then, you know, you have a couple cornerbacks in there, Christian Gonzalez, uh, Jalen Carter, who despite everything that's going on, still a top five guy. And then I think you round that out with another quarterback. And it, that's just kind of who you like the best, whether that's a guy like uh, Devon Witherspoon or uh, Deontay Banks. So it's just, those top four and then throw another corner in there. That- Great. Uh, Brenton. What do I do? My top five defense, five, top five defensive players. Um, so I got a, I got a rogue one. I'm going to throw in here. Ooh. I think that, uh, first of all, Jalen Carter's one. If we're talking about just strictly on field potential and all field production. And I think you do throw Tyree Wilson and Will Anderson in there. I was actually looking for the odds, but, it's not exactly in an easy to find fashion. If someone out there can figure out how to make it better, that would be great. 
<clears throat> um, yeah, I was trying to, I was, I was trying to find like first drafted defensive player to see what the odds were. So like, I mean, Will Anderson's minus 180 and Tyree Wilson's plus 140. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crapping on your bold prediction here, Breach. I just think like, I think Wilson over Anderson is a little bit more of like a, a consensus possibility than maybe people are giving it credit for. Uh, and it's, it's really more of like the type of pass rusher he is. Um, the one thing with Anderson, of course, you know, he's had coming into the season, clean prospect, all that went to Bama, of course, has the pedigree. Um, you have, the, I think, uh, a little bit of list Frank stuff with, with Wilson, which is certainly concerning. No, it's, not, it's not list Frank. It's something it's, it's a foot injury, but they, his agent well, said specifically it wasn't list Frank. So, okay, so maybe okay. Foot Nobody. injury that's not Liz Frank. Gotcha. I mean, it's still foot foot injury concerning for for a Fair pass enough. rusher prospect. But like he's like more of a long, bendy rusher than 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 Anderson is. I think, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all if if either Tyree Wilson or Jalen Carter went ahead of them went ahead of Anderson just because of what teams might value um, and 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 perceive as the upside versus you know Anderson's got some of that tape out there that's not you know there's even some questionable stuff against some better teams. Like what? I mean, Wright for uh, the for the Tennessee kid did a pretty good job against him. Yeah, Wright's going to go in the first round. Uh, absolutely, I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, like it's if you're nitpicking a guy, Anderson's still in the top five. So Jalen Carter one, Tyree Wilson in, um, Will Anderson T two, however you want to do it, and then at uh, four, I think you throw. I love Devin Witherspoon. Like that dude is that dude is a like a dog. He is coming in fast. He is laying the wood. He plays really angry. I know he's not, he's shorter and he's not really fast, uh, which are certainly concerns, but um, just the way he plays, he feels like if he's there for Detroit at six, it would be pretty surprising if he didn't go. And then uh, here's my, here's my wild card that I'll throw in there. Cause I love watching him play. And I think he's got massive upside. Drake Thomas, a kicker. No, not, not Drake Thomas and not a kicker. Uh, I do love Drake Thomas and I do hate kickers. Bill rivers, drew Sanders. Okay. Uh, he's a great athlete. He ain't a top five guy, but he's a great athlete. He's just in my top five defensive players. Do you know where he, <laughs> you know, what are you laughing at, Reach? <laughs> you caught him out, then Brinson immediately responded. These are my defense. <laughs> they are. They're my top five players. Well, I like Drew Sanders. Them. Who are you, who's your top five? I do like Drew Sanders. I like Drew Sanders. I wasn't, I wasn't even um, coming down on you on that. He's, he's a really good player. Do you know where he came, where he played 2021? Uh, I think I do, but I don't know offhand. I can That's fine. No, he, 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 when he transferred to Arkansas is when he started balling out, he moved off ball linebacker. Oh, he was Bama, wasn't he? He's an edge rusher behind Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. And he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. He was a five-star coming out. So he left, he didn't run cause of the hamstring, but he's, he's probably a four or five guy. He's like six, five, two thirty-five ish. But my list isn't much different than yours in breaches, except for the, the Drew Sanders curveball there, because Jalen Carter's one, he's the best player in this draft. <laughs> Will Anderson and Tyree are neck and neck, and depending on your flavor, I could see one going ahead of the other, and I, I wouldn't push back on that. I have Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon neck and neck as well. Um, I love both those players. I actually like Devin Witherspoon a little better, I think, um, to Brinson's point. He's six six feet, 180. He weighed 185 a few weeks ago when he worked out, ran a 4-4, but he plays like he's 220 pounds. He he is looking to blow things up. He's also really good in coverage. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like Breach, I had Deont- Deontay Banks is actually six among my defenders. Even he's tied with Joey Porter and Lucas Van Ness. He's the edge rusher at Iowa, who also, as it turns out, never started a game at Iowa, but he is probably going to be a first round pick and probably go in the middle of the first round. Can't believe Wilson stole my list. Hey, it's basically uh, your list. <laughs> yeah, and I, if, like, if you wanted to say, if you wanted to throw, you know, uh, Sanders out and put in Christian Gonzalez, like I wouldn't be. 
Particularly Sanders attitude. is a fantastic athlete. The, the problem is he plays a position that typically doesn't get drafted that high. Devin Bush and, and Devin uh, White. I think you just play him as linebacker. He's playing as a um, uh, edge rusher there. He is sort of. I mentioned this to a scout in the fall for the sort of Isaiah Simmonsy in terms of yeah. his versatility, and they laughed at me. But he does have that versatility because he's played outside. He plays off ball. Isaiah plays safety, and they sort of use, misuse him in, in Arizona. But um, the versatility and the athleticism was, was what jumps out for sure. Indeed. Those are the top five. We've got some extra time here, so I thought I would just bring something up that is very exciting to me. I've heard some whispers. We talked about in the pre-show a little bit that uh, the 49ers might be interested in Lamar Jackson. Now, we did hear news a couple of days ago that they're taking calls about Trey Lance. This, to me, has me extremely excited. Now, before when they had brought up Lamar Jackson, I was like, there's no way. We don't have the draft picks. But now, they're interested possibly in moving Trey Lance. You think you got Christian McCaffrey. You got you just hate Trey Lance because of he chased off Jimmy G, right? Or is it did you like no, I don't hate Trey Lance. I don't think I don't think that they should I don't know Trey Lance as a player. We haven't really seen that much of him, enough for me to have a big opinion of him. Obviously, the Bears game, it's hard to say anything about him. That was a freaking monsoon and like one of his first games. And then he got injured in the second game pretty quickly. Do I think he's got this high ceiling? Sure, because I trust Shanahan and I trust John Lynch. And if they saw it in him, then, of course, I'm going to go ahead and ride that train. But he's not Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson, MVP, and uh, he doesn't seem to be happy in Baltimore. That's not going well. I don't know that we have the money to do it. Obviously, you've got to pay a lot of guys coming up here soon. But let's just hypothetically think about Lamar Jackson in a Shanahan-led offense. Don't you put that evil on me. Sorry, Billy. Um, Sorry, Billy. I mean, Lamar would immediately become the best quarterback in the NFC. Wait a second. Wait, wait. We got to back up because Katie just she dumped Jimmy Garoppolo like he looks like the Elephant Man, and she the way and she's disrespecting there. this guy. Yeah, he's on the wall of shame now. He's not yeah. even he's not in front center. Do you want to apologize to Jimmy G? Or are you? He's just got moving a big. On? He's got a big black X over his bobblehead yeah. face. That's why she Jimmy G knows that, you know, he oh. is, you know, the number one quarterback in my heart. However, the, the Niners trump everything. So when I, I, I jumped on the Brock Purdy train, I've dropped on the, I've jumped right on that Brock Purdy. I was a little bit maybe trying to feel it out. But once he won those first couple of games and I saw how much the offense opened up with Brock Purdy, I was fully on the Brock Purdy train. And I was like, Jimmy, we love you, but we will root for you, you know, wherever you end up. So, so and I will Brock do the same. Lamar go Jackson. over the cliff? No, the, the Brock, Brock Purdy train is still moving. The Brock Purdy oh, train is still Oh, that's what it is. You don't moving. want you don't want Trey Lance to steal Brock Purdy's flowers or whatever the kids say. And this has nothing to do with Trey Lance. This has to do with the 49ers winning a Super Bowl and the best way to get that. Do I think the Brock Purdy, as far as like the franchise is concerned, based on what we've seen so far, is the answer? Yeah. But if we're trying to win right now and you get someone like Lamar Jackson, we've got to the NFC Championship game two years in a row and haven't got over the hump. Is Lamar Jackson the way to do that? Hey, Breach, let me point out to you quickly. They don't have a fir- they don't have a pick until round three this year. I think the pick 99 is the 49ers first pick. They have a first, second, and third in 2024. They have all their draft picks in 2025. Are, are you giving up two first round picks after not having one this year for Lamar? Well, and when we talked about this pre-show, that is what the 49ers would have to do because they have less than $3 million in cap space. You're going to have to pay Lamar a ton of money, more than $50 million a year. Now that we've seen this Jalen Hurts contract, more than $51 million a year. And so that is a problem 
Uh, but as far as that goes, Wilson, so let's say, as you said, the 49ers don't have a first-round pick in this year's draft. So they cannot sign Lamar to an offer sheet before the draft this year because they don't have a first-round pick to give them. Oh, they could right. do it after the draft and give away their next two first-round picks, 2024 and 2025. In that case, I don't think it's crazy because it feels like the 49ers, as you said, are not just a playoff contender, but a Super Bowl contender. And if they get to the conference title game or the Super Bowl, that means you're giving away the 29th overall pick. And if you win it all, the 32nd overall pick. So those two picks, I would give up for Lamar Jackson. So in the 49ers case, if I'm a bad team like the Colts, it's a little dicier because you might be giving up high picks. You know that Lamar is going to fix things right away. But if I'm the 49ers, I feel a little more comfortable doing that because I think it's going to be two very low picks in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're doing that, it probably needs to be a sign and trade that features Trey Lance where the Ravens would um, – and the way that this would have to work is Lamar would have to come in and sign his franchise tag and then sign a contract that like, like I think this just has to be how it would happen. If it is going to be the 49ers in question is that Lamar comes, signs his franchise tag comes in, signs a new contract that he's negotiated with the 49ers with the Ravens. It's designed to like allow the Ravens to get out of it with minimal salary cap implications. And then you swap Lamar for Trey Lance and a future and a first pick, a first round pick. The problem is Lamar doesn't have an agent, which makes doing all of that math really, really, really complicated because you're at like, you're asking Lamar to deal with that himself. And Lamar not only has to like the like deal with the actual contract, he has to essentially trust the, the Ravens enough to do all of that and, and, and go, and now, you know, if, if the trade fell through, he'd still have the contracts. I guess there's, you know, that's, that's fine. But like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just a very convoluted thing. Doesn't feel like that's the, the thing that's going to happen. I think this stuff about Trey Lance being floated for trade rumors is the 49ers trying to motivate Trey Lance to get his bleep together and get, get in uh, and be in the best possible position to come in and play really well. I, it's just too convoluted to make that Lamar Jackson trade happen. I think it's more likely that they would pull off a trade maybe for Aaron Rodgers than Lamar Jackson. Wilson. Mm-hmm. Why not? You think it's, why, you think it's, I don't know why it's this convoluted. It's two first-round picks. Just sign them afterwards, like Breach pointed out, done and done. But then what do you do with Trey Lance? You trade him to Baltimore. What do you mean what do you do with Trey You Lance? can't just send him back as part of the non-exclusive franchise tag signing. That's not how that works. You can he do it separately. Can you trade him, you can't trade him separately? You can still trade them. You yeah. can tra- but if you trade, you're going to give a Trey Lance and two first round picks for Lamar. I mean, Jackson? you can you can literally work out a trade with the rate. So if you they want to work out a you trade, trade, Trey Lance for one of your first round picks, yeah, that would work. I think. Yeah, they, they can try. They can eat. Yes, they can either. That's the sign and trade scenario where you one of the one of the series is where you call the Ravens and work out a trade. Lamar signs with the Ravens, and you can put Trey Lance in that deal. I just explained up- that entire. Concept, but the problem is, what are you questioning Wilson for? But but I think that Lamar doesn't have an agent, and it makes it extremely difficult to pull off in seven days before the draft, which is when Baltimore is going to want to do it. All right, well, we'll find out. But Katie asked the question, and we're trying to be respectful of her question. I'm being respectful of the question by saying that I think it's unlikely that they will do it. You're treating me like she treated Jimmy Garoppolo. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not treating you like that. I'm saying that you are not, you are not, you now the other way that I don't know if you were starting to say this breach, but you could do it where you sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet. He accepts it. You give two first round picks up. And if you do it really quickly and then you say, Hey, you, you know, uh, you would have John Lynch talking to Eric DaCosta. You say, look, 
we're going to do this offer sheet. If Lamar accepts, we'll send you the two first-round picks, but we want to send you Trey Lance, and you give us one of our first-round picks back. Um, I think that would help. That that is a possibility. I don't know if those precise machinations would work under the way that the CBA functions and the draft functions. I mean, obviously, you could you know ask Baltimore just to pick for you or something like that. But it's I'm just saying that the fact that Lamar doesn't have an agent and makes the fact harder. that you what's that makes it, it makes harder. everything harder because even if you want to get it done before the draft, just with the, the exclusive um, you know offer non exclusive offer sheet, it's going to be difficult to like get Lamar well, to no, Lamar not having an agent before the draft wouldn't matter because if the 49ers want to do a deal before the draft, they have to call the Ravens and work out a trade because they cannot sign Lamar to an offer sheet because they don't have a first round pick this year. So like they can't do that. So that takes that. So but they the can't even are, go the they can't even go the non exclusive franchise. But if, if they wait after, after the draft, the draft okay, they yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah, call yeah. the Ravens. They yeah. can just call Lamar and say, "Hey, man, here's our offer sheet. Do you want to sign it?" Right. To We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. Keep our composure. But at that point, you would almost and, and but you still have to figure out a way what you're going to do with Trey Lance. Is what I'm saying. That's the pro, like right. it's He's just not in Baltimore. You're not keeping him because Trey him is going to start. If you do the offer well, sheet, you give up two first round that. picks. So you have to figure out a way to trade him separately. You cannot include yeah. him. You cannot do it. I agree. What? I agree with that. I'm not saying that's part of the deal, but you can still trade him separately. You can do, you know, you can do both. Yes, but you have to get Baltimore to, to agree to that. I get that, but Baltimore needs a quarterback. So you think they would be amenable to the idea of taking on a quarterback who's in year three. Okay. Let me, let me be, I'm not crazy, but let me be a little more succinct in my uh, approach here. I don't think this is happening. And I think it's all fluff from the 49ers. How about that? Uh, way to ruin a conversation. Party pooper. Yeah, no, look, I would t- I would tend to agree with Branson on that. It's very unlikely, but it's a very exciting thing to potentially happen. And look, anything can happen uh, during these times. But yes, it is unlikely that it happens. And I'm still on the Brock Purdy train. I, Jimmy Garoppolo has left the station. All right, we wish him well. Mm, He's still mm, mm. number one in our hearts, but we're on the Brock Purdy train. However, if the 49ers figured out how to get Lamar Jackson, they would be the scariest <laughs> team in the NFC and potentially in the entire league. And on that, on that note, we're getting out of here. Make sure you join us next week at 1 p.m. for more NFL offseason coverage. And, of course, remember to like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube page. If you're listening to the audio version only, do the same. Download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. We'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.